Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Francis? Yep. You know we're going to be traveling a lot together when we're, like, on tour? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, well, look. Um, can we do something when we're on the train? Um, I'm not doing... The crossword with you again, your spelling is atrocious. <laughs> Obviously it's not that. What is it? I'm not playing truth or dare either. I don't like any of that. I don't like where it went last time. No, it's not truth or dare, okay? It's obviously something that you're going to like. I know it's not, you know, you're going to like it, okay? Oh, go on then. Okay, ready for this? Now TV. Now, did you know you can stream over 300 box sets and they have over a thousand movies with brand new premiere every day? We can watch it together. How about Justice League? Okay, it's got Gal Gadot. Okay, she is literally a goddess. And Patrick Melrose with Benedict Cumberbatch, who is just... Just incredible. Look, I don't want to watch anything with you. You always talk over it. It's really annoying. Yeah, but I can have one earphone. You can have the other earphone. Like, it would work. Okay? That's gross with your horrible earwax. That's a bit harsh. Well, look, I'll be in the quiet carriage watching a discovery of witches and billions, and you'll be somewhere else annoying other people, and that's how we should leave it. What? Why would you? Fine, whatever. Like, I don't give... I don't care. I've already finished billions, okay? And ha- have you seen the bit where... Hey, shh, No spoilers, please. I feel much better now. I had a little bit of a headache when I came in and I had felt a little bit sick. But now, you just said you need a poo still. <laughs> I don't need to go to the bathroom. No. You, don't? you just said no, you don't. No, no, no. But yeah, I'm just excited because we had a we had a pretty cool doctor on the podcast today. Dr. Alex George of Love Island and NHS fame. Yeah. He is. He was he's our favorite doctor probably in the world now. Well, yeah. I mean, I I quite like my doctor and also my I got a lot of cousins and aunts uncles who are doctors so i like them no <laughs> so you like them more than dr alex yes no no yes 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 can you he, but actually i i am interested to talk to dr alex because um you know you know he's a doctor and he he'll have some you know i i kind of want to get a bit of a discussion going about being a doctor and the nhs and mm-hmm. see what see what you know i'll play devil's advocate a bit mhm See what, sure. see what goes on. Okay. Uh, well, this was the episode today. It was very exciting. We spoke about the NHS. We spoke about life as a doctor. Uh, we spoke about so many things. And also, don't forget, if you stay till right the end listening, we're going to give you a little preview of next week's episode, which is a very exciting. Oh, so yeah. stick around and for that. let's not forget the answer to the question of the week is at the end of the episode. Exactly. So stick around for that. Plus, a big shout out to Now TV Streaming Service for sponsoring us. <laughs> we love you guys. Right. Here is the episode with Dr. Alex from Love Island. Dr. Alex George of Love Island. Enjoy. Here we go. Why do you do that clap thing? Everyone always does it. Basically, sound cue. Yeah, it's yeah. audio. I cue. thought it's the sound to shut up. Is that what it means? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I honestly thought everyone does that. That's that. Like, it's like, it's, oh, it is. That's why everyone does it. Go. And then everyone. But whenever when you're expecting it, it's always when you're just like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're basically alert. We're ninjas. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. No, I. I... Well, it's so you can line up the different audio files so they're all in sync. 
There we go. He's such a nerd. Like he's like, I like he, that. He, I like that. He, why do you like that? It's like nerdy. Like I don't understand. You we're, are, we're the, there's the nerd corner over here. Like yeah. we're slightly more sophisticated. Don't worry. Or, don't worry I, about you're it. You're looking cool, mate. Cool. I feel very cool actually in front of you guys. But uh, not well, you, say, well, you don't look cool. <laughs> so <laughs> if, as long as you feel that way. First, yeah. if we go down coolness, okay. You guys, look at you, okay. So you're wearing like a pink bomber. All right. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah you're wearing, Winter's coming, man. I'm ready. You're wearing a pink one. Francis, you're wearing a jersey. Look what I'm. I'm wearing a, a jersey. Yeah. What is it? Oh, it's a jumper. <laughs> That's yeah, but a jersey, or is it a? You, you mean look at you? You're wearing a matching grey sweat. Well, it's not matching. Outfit. It is. It is. Well, it's kind of matching. Okay. And then I got. And then your Yankees. He's matching a seat. He's got and then like, yellow to the seat. Yeah. And, and then and I've got your dirty, sweaty Yankees hat. It's not a dirty, sweaty Yankees hat. Isn't it? it looks, no, it's it looks freaking. Quite, it looks quite sweaty. Why does it look sweaty in any way? And it's got all those pill, like those little uh, lint pills all over it. So it's, he needs a. Ro- we could roll his head. It. No, we could you do lint sh- rolling. Yeah, yeah. You could, what, what do you mean roll? And also it's got, got like dog about, hairs on it. What about my Pharrell Williams shoes that he gave to me personally? Is that true? No, he didn't. But yeah. I reckon that if you met me, gold, he would. I'm too via, via Foot Locker or something. No, it wasn't via Foot Locker. It was actually Selfridges. I went and bought the yellow ones, the white ones, and the black ones. Are they? Baller. Yeah. Baller and the yeah. Yeah. So cool. now who's cool, all right? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. Uh, joined with us today, we are very, 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 very excited. Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex from Love Island. Dr. Alex from the NHS. Dr. Alex from your television shows. Shows or show? Probably show. Um, buddy. Hi, man. Hey, man. Doctor. How are you? Hey there. No, I'm very excited to be here, actually. Um, you know, you guys are, you, you know, you have good laugh. We're heroes of yours. Yeah, we get yeah. it. And, uh, and you're also a hero of ours, which is like... Yeah. Did you watch Love Island? Dude, did I freaking yeah. watch it? Yes, I did watch it. Cool. We... I well, I okay, can, you speak, can you speak a bit further away? No, I've always talked like this. You're, you don't need to speak that I close. I do this every single time. I know, and it's always too loud. <laughs> okay. He's like what's called Motson on the, you know, the what's called. He just like speaks like that on the on the mic. No, no, I speak like this on the microphone because I'm like Liam Gallagher, isn't it? Lee, or Noel Gallagher. You like things being up and around your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> in and around. No, no I don't. Yeah, no, do. I don't. No, I'm, just... I'm very picky about what I put in my mouth, actually. So, yeah, you... And also, we've got a doctor in the house, so he can tell us all the things that you can and can't put in your mouth. I'd, st- I'd stick to having your... What have you got here? You've got grapes and whatnot. We've got, got grapes and things like that. Those I'll stick to grapes either. No, no that, that's the less healthy option. That, that's, that's More teasers. I, this is, that's the other thing. I think we spoke about this before, but this is the other thing when it comes to sort of... if we, you know, But, but sorry, grapes are high glycemic index, so it's a lot, a lot of fast-release glucose, so you get an insulin response. So actually, probably about the same. But because it's green, you feel better about eating it. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. I call bullshit. (laughs) Do you think because it's green, you feel better about eating it? I think green things are generally better for you, aren't they, in life? Well, definitely than Mostly. chocolate. Yeah. There are more nutrients mm. in... What about bogeys? They're green. They're not good for you. They're not bad for you, mate. Why, why do people... Why do people... I find it so repulsive when people pick their nose and they eat it. I don't... Uh, a pot called black, kettle black. <laughs> Say that again. Pot called a kettle black. <laughs> no. Try that one more time. Yeah. I think you're throwing stones in glass houses once again. Because <laughs> oh, I saw you pick a bogey and eat it literally 10 minutes ago. I swear my life, I've never eaten a bogey in my life. Well, you shouldn't swear on your life so easily because <laughs> you're going to die. I, I, I've never, ever, ever... Sw- Do you ever swallow your bogeys? No, no I don't, it's not a habit I've ever picked up, actually. Mm. But I think no it's, a, it's a child. You make that... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one thing as a child, you either do or you don't, and that's it for life, you're yeah. done. But what, what kind of... You're either the bogey picker or you're not. What kind of... What kind of me and him. Yeah, yeah but I, I'm not I, a bogey. What habits then 
do you have, do you have any habits in life that you do? Like, for example, when I walk down the street now, I can't walk across three drains. Because if I walk across three drains, I, I feel like something bad's going to happen or... You know, and every single time I walk over them, I now have to. I used to have this problem where I had to spit on the ground, so I'd be walking across three J. Yeah. And then I'd part of the thing. Disgusting. I don't think that's part of it. But that's that's what I would have to do. Do you have any of those kind of habits or no? Not those kind of ones. No, I think the only thing I got kind of only my, my weirdest thing yeah. is I do have an obsession with hair dryers. Oh really? That's if you watch the show, you'd know that as well. You have an obsession with hair. I don't. I did. I did watch the show. I actually watched every episode except for the first one, but. Yeah, that don't. Yeah, don't need to watch the first one. No, believe the first. I one. I watched. Watch oh, actually, no, I did watch the first oh, one. No, oh, yeah, that, I remember now. You, oh, you, yeah. That was your I'm big. I'm trying moment. to forget about yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what happened, Francis? He, he didn't get picked by anyone. No, all the ladies just. I stood there so, blankly, and I, I just kind of stood there blanking as well. And so, you, know. no, yeah. you should have, you should have walked in with your with your badge clipped to your Stethoscope, skin. Yeah. Like yeah. you should have clipped it what, to your. skin. If I did again, what I'd have done, I'd have walked in with. Yeah, no, I would have had his best uncle on his T-shirt with a with a doctor badge and a stethoscope and then, like, a baby, obviously, mm. who would, would yeah. be my nephew, and then a puppy. And then so, I, might have had a, I might have had a chance. So yeah, I have, I a, I have, so. I have I a question. So you know that uh, there were these sort of little VTs that they intercut throughout the series, and one of them is you as a doctor going into a cubicle with a patient and then coming up... It was out, a nurse. Do, that was a yeah, nurse, no, oh, not really? a patient. Oh, right. Let's make that. Okay, because it, to me it looked like a patient. <laughs> no, going, was going. <laughs> so I was like, God, that's quite racy for a doctor to me. <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait, explain what happened. Okay, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you you uh, go into you sh- you, sh- you shut the like curtain. Pull the, like, pull the pull, curtain. Pull back. the curtain. Are you, are you being sexy? What, what, what is the kind of vibe of it? Yeah, it's kind of, a bit of head throwing. Yeah, yeah. On, bit of, like, and then you're coming out like I thought it was a patient, but maybe that wasn't clear enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, the narrative wasn't not. quite there. The, the, no, no. the nurse's outfit clearly didn't no, like, no, no. distinguish it. But the no, and then and then you come out and you're like doing up your top and you're like yeah. I I, surely, surely that that is kind of implying. orders. <laughs> surely that is kind of implying. If you're like a pilot or an airhostess, and they film you like going into the loo and joining the Marla High Club, which is highly illegal and inappropriate. Well, it's, well it's, I think it violates the Hippocratic Oath, right? I think it was just a, a bit of fun and a play on it, to be honest. So uh, yeah, it was. It was, oh, a, fun, so it was you, like a funny. Um, oh, yeah. so you didn't actually but, sleep but, with but, her? But, no, but, no. But what I found well, is she was an actress. So. What? <laughs> Not a nurse. You don't see with actresses. <laughs> Absolutely not. As a rule. Best of all. No actresses. So if you're have, listening, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry? Have you had a bad experience? Oh, no, no, no. My girlfriend is an actress. So oh, I thought you were talking. Is that why you're saying it? No, I thought you were saying that. No, no. Actresses, I, I couldn't recommend more. Uh, speaking you, from Jamie? personal experiences. Um, I, my, my sister's an actress, not that I Personal sleep, experience. Sleep, so, 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 so again, sleep with my sister. So again, you, you're not one to Yeah, so I don't. But, um, I, I think... I think I dated I dated an actress once. I dated her. her name was I'm gonna say her name was, and um, she. Why do you always say that? You say oh, I'm. Should I say oh, I'm going to say her name, and then we just have to bleep it out. You're making Polly's de- like job well, a nightmare. Yeah, which needs to you know she needs to get her pay worth. Is that right? Is that the white saying? What? what? I don't really know what I'm saying. Well, you, you have to get your money's worth. You have to get your money's worth. Yeah. But I I dated this girl this girl and she was an actress and she was so sweet. But then, by the end, I've never come across someone who was so... We don't need to know that. (laughs) Come on, it's far too much information. I've never been with someone who became so kind of... uh, Not that actresses are like that, but she started throwing gin bottles at my head. I remember one time I came back in and she threw a gin bottle at my head and I died. Don't... Paint all actresses with the same no, gin, I'm not gin saying bottle that. throwing. I'm just saying that was brush that you. That was my experience. Well, this actress was very lovely. Anyway, she was very okay. Very good. So, but you said you wouldn't have had sex with her. But anyway, so my point being, 
that as we went through the series and that mm. clip got played a few times, I, I, it was, it was um, conspicuous to me because it was kind of out of step with who you were as a person. Mm. And I just wondered whether that was your idea to have that scene where you go in and sleep with the patient, nurse, nurse, mm. nurse, or whether that was something that they directed or... Yeah, I mean, it was their idea. I think they come up yeah. with like ideas they think would be kind of... Because yeah. it's all supposed to be a bit whether of fun. Whether you weren't like, on... I want a scene <laughs> yeah, I know, where like specifically I'm... Yeah. Out of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a scene where I'm on call and I have sex with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just catch me in the mouth. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. I mean, they just basically want to make it be a lighthearted intro. And it's supposed to be a stereotyping of everyone's mm. role. So like, you know, Laura being the hostess and et cetera, it's all supposed to like stereotype each role. You should have, you should have, well, you should have done oh, it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You should have actually had you as the mobile doctor going around in your supercars calling in patients like... Yeah, you. I should have done that. Shouldn't I yeah. have been more fitting? If uh, I had a supercar. Hindsight. But the thing I think <clears throat> what everyone wants to know, not what, what we're interested in, is the fact that, you know, Love Island is this huge, I mean, ginormous mm. show. Um, and you were a, you know, you went to university, you became a doctor. I mean, mm. unbelievable. And then you decided to take this kind of a, a, a leap of faith and go into the television world. And I suppose, what, what was your decision into doing it? Why did you decide to go into Love Island? I mean, it's a funny one because, you know, I've, as you say, like I'm a, I'm a doctor. I mean, since the age of about 12, 13, I pretty much knew mm. I wanted to do it. I, my, my goal was always very clear and I was really, really focused on that. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved, at university, I loved training and I'm, I'm an A&E doctor now and I actually love my job, which is very lucky. Cause and you're still an A&E yeah, doctor. Still an a &E doctor. So how do you balance that? Well, this thing, so like, I mean, so yeah, I went, basically I was working in A&E and I had a message on Instagram actually from one of the producers saying, do you want to go on Love Island? My first reply was genuinely, um, which one the yeah was, get have, me on there yeah, now I was like yeah. you're having a laugh who's pranking me kind of thing yeah, and then yeah. she's like no 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 and then they kept saying like, just come for an interview come for an interview and I was like I just don't think this is for me and basically I was eventually I was like do you know what why can't I why mm. why can't I do something that's really different different and out there and I've been single for three years so clearly Wait, it's a desperate guess... help um so I, I was like why not so I went to the interview and then before you know it honestly I was walking in there getting pie really so, <laughs> <laughs> I literally so it was a very honest, it did just so it was a very like short it was yeah. very quick there was no there was Turnaround. no there's no me planning going this is I, I generally like I'm not bothered honest about fame at all and I was I was very happy honestly I was very happy in my life and, and I, I just, generally believe you yeah. I, I honestly but really do yeah I was just kind of like this is Sounds like you don't, though. You know, you're very much like me. I yeah. didn't do it for fame. Uh, I, did, I did not. Sausage. It sounds, it sounds very deep, but like whenever I do talk to people, like I do sadly meet a lot of people who are at the end of their lives for different reasons and some expected it to happen, some don't. Um, and you always have that conversation. The people that, what people say is they regret things they haven't done in life. And that's mm. genuinely true. And they say, I wish I'd have done that. And, you know, why did I miss that opportunity? Why didn't I take that job? Or why didn't I go and live in the US for a year or whatever? Yeah. And I was like okay it's completely i'm slightly different on love island but i was like it's something like it's an opportunity that will not come around again well, and most people never that, get the opportunity that's so why not yeah absolutely and i think um you know i think it's yeah. it's an interesting proposition as well you know a doctor coming on what, what i was just wondering is you know whether there were any um you know eyebrows raised at the nhs at your mm. place of work were they like well that's is that that's not they, on, on brand? Were, were in they, a sense. Were, no, or were, no, whether they were, whether they ha there was a discussion about whether that was appropriate mm. for a, a, an A and E doctor. So I to spoke be... to Mike because obviously they, it was all very much uh, non-disclosure to the max. Obviously, me going on the show, but I, I, I spoke to my consultants about it, and they were actually really supportive. They were like, 
it's good that you know you're doing something like this and showing that you know doctors yeah we are like very professional and stuff but we yeah. can do something yeah very different. and it raises and it the mean, profile it right not prof- me going on the show doesn't make me not professional i think it's a, it's given me this incredible platform mm. now where i can talk about things that affect people like sexual health mental health is a huge mm. issue sexual health yeah yeah, yeah i can agree with body that. image and i feel like now I'm very fortunate to have the position or mm. have a platform that I hopefully can start trying and, to talk and, about these and, things. And just quickly, because we touched on it, mental health, right? I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, France and I come from, and, and possibly we come from experiences of anxiety mm. and, and depression due to different situations. Mm. And honestly, I, I, I've just done a television show, which I can talk about now, where mm. I w- I'm a police officer. So mm. I went and shot a documentary for Channel 4. Mm. It's called Fighting Crime. And I was a police officer in Peterborough for two weeks as a special. And it was completely amazing. real. It's amazing. amazing. But what I discovered is that mental health is literally a lava going through towns and city and villages and all these kind of places and it's almost unstoppable and I feel so I met this poor girl whose brother had been on the cognitive therapy list uh, for a year yeah, and, and the, 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 the demons and the things that he must be going through and he can't get treatment because there's not enough help and there's, yeah. not, and that's not, yeah. the end, there's just not enough people right mm. and I, think, I think the key message and things, things that I think people have to realise the change that mental health affects everyone it's not something like one in four people have mental health issues we all have physical and mental health and at different points in our lives we all need support for different reasons yeah. some people need more uh, or less than others and yeah I, I guess our services are just not set up for that people with mental health work very hard the doctors nurses support workers but they don't have i think enough funding at the moment and there's not mm. enough, simply not enough of them you like you say it can take months to be seen by um you know a psychiatrist or a professional for certain in certain areas because of the demand you speak like a doctor uh, you know, when well, you, he is you, a yeah, I know. But when you go into like the doctor, you go like, "Tell me, help me, doctor." You, you, you're so reassuring, <laughs> but like full of information at the same time. What doctors are? I mean, I, I love it. I, I'm yeah. a big fan of. I, I, I go. Well, to- I, I'm sure. Actually, you know, going back to my uh, first question, mm-hmm. I think you probably have inspired a lot of people who were maybe on the fence about whether they wanted to go and, uh, you know become a doctor or go to, go to medical school. I'm sure you probably pushed There's quite a, a huge few of them. number yeah. of messages come through and, and, and people saying that like, I was thinking about like applying like and, yeah. and all that. It's, it's amazing really that if that's inspired some people yeah. to do something that well, is, sh- is a rewarding career. You've shown that you amazing. can still have a life outside yeah. of that. And and so going back to the, the, the NHS, you know, like do you, I guess, would you, what would you change about the NHS? Because obviously in terms of rankings, you know, in European uh, health systems, it's mm. the lowest ranked, you know, health system. Like, what would you change to fix it? I mean, would you, would you, I mean, do you think it's right, say, for example, that Jamie and I or, 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 or someone who maybe can afford to pay for treatment can just walk in off the street and, and charge that mm. to the NHS? Or do you think there should be some sort of small fees paid for small checkups and things like that? Or, or what, what would you do to, to streamline it and make it more yeah. cost efficient? And I think it's such, it's such a difficult um, question. I think no one really knows the and answer. And it's a political though. hot it's potato because people don't want to yeah. criticise it or talk, yeah. or talk about it negatively. I think for me, like obviously I'm not a politician and I'm not knowing it high enough to really comment mm. too much on those things. But from my experience and what I do within a and I think it's so important that people are able to come in at a time of need. It doesn't matter how much money you have, where yeah. you're from, you should be able to access health Healthcare, emergency healthcare. Yeah, emergency healthcare, and it is difficult. We do have to somehow fund and pay for the NHS, and it does. For me, it has to still exist. And (laughs) however we do that, uh, you know, is important that we achieve. I think definitely, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, so people are calling out. Like there was an article the other day that I read 
that some people had called out the uh, ambulance for 36 times in yeah. a month. With some individual person, yeah, because they because yeah, like completely for like completely like frivolous reasons, and and uh, and you know like obviously because emergency services are something that's so like Mm. if one ambulance goes one place, there's not another ambulance, and there's finite resources. Yeah, finite finite resources, resources. hugely expensive, Uh, hugely expensive, and and right now anyone can just go in and take up time of a of a GP, Mm. um, uh, you know for a cold or something mm. that's actually could could easily be treated mm. or at least diagnosed over the phone or you know via via what would worry me about um, charging people is you're going to hit the the you're going to target or maybe punish a certain demographic that can't can't afford and actually whether it will change but people can know. afford to, you know like so yeah so, but there are some people who who I, literally can afford I, nothing i'm not mm. no no I, i'm not i'm not saying either way i'm just i'm just asking out of are, in, yeah, yeah. out of interest because that's obviously the debate right so but but you know if there was uh, a charge for some aspects, even if it was like five pound, ten pound charge for a thing. Mm. It's, it's it's a sort of peak pricing model which would disincentivize some people for, for going for unnecessary things. But the, or, or the, the, what they do, the other thing from my perspective as a doctor, what the, what you can worry about as well is that you know little old ladies and little old men who worry about going to the doctor and the hospitals anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know who, <laughs> who, who worry who worry about going yeah. to the hospital anyway. You're kind of off, saying, yeah. look, look, everyone, you need you need what you're doing by putting a financial penalty, if you like, in a way or a cost. Is that you're saying, look, there's too many of you coming to the hospital, and a lot of these people don't come anyway, and they come in the last second when they're having a crushing heart attack, right, rather than coming in two days early when the pain starts. So that's the worry. That, I thought I thought the evidence is that people too many people are coming for reasons that they don't need to go it's but it's all to do with what people so so if you look at different which from, people from, yeah, from, yeah so if you look at sorry which people so if you look at, <laughs> that's a correction you just corrected <laughs> <him. laughs> he, he just corrected you that, what yeah. the hell I sorry sure. that. I oh, no i thought i didn't know whether he was, I was <laughs> i'm just a passenger on this debate i'm quite liking it for <laughs> once i'm just sitting it's not, back it's, not a, it's, it's the first time i've ever sat back really, at any podcast Jamie, it's, a, it's not a debate it's a discussion because i'm just interested yeah it's really interesting and i think the problem is i think I, I, I'm not sure that anyone knows the answer at the moment. Yeah. It's, such, it's such a difficult topic. I think from as soon as you say, right, let's put a financial penalty or whatever, or a cost in it, yes, that will probably reduce some of the numbers, but are we then pushing the wrong people away? Yeah. yeah. And then if we don't do anything, we're having too many people come through the door. So it, it is difficult. And quite honestly, I don't know what the answer but, is. But, but what is, so you, you, going back to what you said, what, was, what is your drive to, to work as a doctor, what 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 drove you to do that? Was mm. it to help people? Was it because mm. you loved it? Was it because you mm. you're a vampire and you like blood? I mean, what literally? What, what 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 do you enjoy about it? I think my favorite thing about being a doctor is the people you meet from every background, every every demographic. I work at Lewisham Hospital, so a lot of our cohort doesn't have a huge amount mm. of money, and maybe are from challenging circumstances. But then equally, you could have you know a, a celebrity or something else mm. walking. You you have such a range of people, and each person has an amazing story. You could have someone that comes in that's really really angry and abusive towards you and then you find out something about them that explains that it's just it's just amazing it's like detective work yeah. in a way you just meet well you everyone. are essentially a detective you're you're sort of uh you know cancelling out and, mm. uh, and, de- and delineating this mm. specific mm. you know because you because you had the you t- when we first met because we met when we i did love island after sun and uh you told me the story that once that and someone- jamie was very nice to me fair because i was a shaken mess when i was about to yeah, but, really? no, no, when you left well, yeah, because I, I literally was pushed. That's the first time I've been in a room more than 20 people. And I was like, here's a live audience and you're about to get oh, rid of and, and also, if, if I'm, and I felt so sorry for you, because if, if I'm completely honest, the girl who I met, who was so lovely, she, I, I, from my experience of knowing you, she's completely not your type. And you had, no, I feel but, like uh, that but was... I, I have another thing to say about that, because, you know, that last episode where she had a go at you, I really, I felt, you know, I felt for you in, that, in, that, in, in those circumstances, because I personally, and actually this is no offence mm. to you, 
I don't think she was as keen as she liked to like make out. And I think yeah, she's a TV I, show. No, you know, know, but I, no, that's the thing. I think she was motivated to to go for you in the end in the a, a ending stages of that thing, uh, and then wanted to get the sympathy vote. So she really milked it. Like I, I think mm. she really, really well from from what I can see, she was really trying to milk it and get the audience. Yeah, it's difficult vote. to say, but I mean, a lot of it as well is what what's shown. I mean, in that conversation I had with her mother and Alex. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Alexandra, they didn't show when I explained like why I thought I did. They just showed Which me Which is a completely, rinsed. it was yeah. such got, a valid reason. I mean, I got know. rinsed and then that was it. Well, like, yeah, move on. And I actually, mean, I think, I think you're, do you, do you know what? Yeah. I think you're probably the first person in Love Island history not to just stay in a relationship for the sake of the yeah, chance I've, of winning the money. At the end of the like, day. And I, and I think that's probably quite, I'm not, you know. I'm not stupid. Even, even in there, I'm not stupid knowing that if I'd have stuck with Alexandra, we prob- probably would have been in the final, even in that position yeah. we were in. Realistically, we probably yeah, would have been. Sure, for sure. Um, but I, I, I was like, I'd rather not be in that final than be there and stand there with a pretense or knowing that I'm just faking it. It's just and, a, exactly. And then have well, to no, live I with love that. that. And, and, and then and have that's to, the decision I had to make. Because I, I was in my head, I was like, do, do I want to see Francis? On, Francis would have stuck then, with it. You would have well, been no. there and you would have stuck and with and it. Then, 100% you would have. You would have stuck with it to the end. No, I don't think I, I don't, well, I don't know if I would have gone on it, but <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think, uh, not, not, not that there's anything wrong with you doing it, but, but I'm, th- I'm saying like, um, I think, uh, it, no, I think it speaks a lot uh, about you that you that you did didn't do that, Thank and then you, you would have they, you you would have had that awkward moment when you left, where you'd yeah. have to work out how to break up without you know uh, jeopardizing potential commercial opportunities. And, and let's like touch that. on that point because have you been in a relationship before? Yeah, I had a four-year relationship through university. Okay, and uh, did you have to do the breaking up, or did she do the breaking up? It was kind of a mutual breaking up. We basically like and it's never mutual, is it? It's, 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 it's oh, it was mutual. It's never mutual. I really don't think it is. It's more one person pushes one other the other way, no? Another one goes, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah fair yeah, enough. I'm really yeah, unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're actually both. Thank God you spoke about it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But what is what is the what is the best way? And I think a lot of listeners go this. What is the best way to break up with someone? How do you do it? Do you just be straight up honest? Do you do you, do you sort of force them away? What, what well, what doing it on live TV? Uh, well, not live, live, but on on national TV wasn't the the best way. I think avoid doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try and do it in private if you can. But um, don't they? Yeah, I, mean, be, I think you should be honest, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be honest. That's what I was just like. Look, this is what I feel. The thing is, the thing is, it, 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 it's, it's one of those situations which you can't win. Like you're oh. never, you can't win. No one's going to leave a, a situation like that feeling great about it. You know, like no. okay. So, so I think you're right. In every instance, the best solution is just to be honest about your feelings right? I, I, I still tell you this story where I still weirdly like so many years later I think about it I remember when someone broke up with me and I honestly like I, I was begging them to stay I, I was like oh, I tell this story to you Francis before but I was begging for them to like mm. stay with me like honestly like on my hands and knees crying and I was thinking what am I doing because he goes please horrible, anything. and then I remember saying speaking to them on the phone 
And I said, can I just see you on Tuesday? They went, oh, I'm busy Tuesday. I went, Wednesday? And they were like, and I was like, Wednesday? Well, Thursday, and went, yeah. Thursday. And every single time I said another day, I felt their libido literally just closing oh, even more. They were like, stop being so psycho. It's crazy. But going back to things, I remember you telling me a story when we first met. Um, you, were, you came outside the hospital and someone had shot someone. Wasn't that mm. right? And that's pretty intense and pretty mm. scary, isn't it? Yeah. When you get situations like that. And I, how do you keep that level head and keep that kind of like moment where you go right this profession professional zone because i suppose talking of mental what health, would you do would you just I, oh scream my god and run away? oh my god there's so much blood out and scream like that yeah imagine if you were a doctor that would be quite something what would i i'd be i'm freaking good at operation have you ever done that uh, Does, you know you yeah, put it in that's there? That i think you'd have to change his attire a little bit yeah uh, no when i'd be like the hey cool. that's not good you know you've got you yeah doctors can have a a, cool a, a terrible fashion sense as well <laughs> So but, why, you meant, why yeah. are you looking at me with that? No, <laughs> no, no, because you're the exception, obviously. But, but, like, but I suppose what the thing is is that like you, you have to deal with like like different scenarios day to day, whether it's death, whether it's uh, like seeing gory things. How how do you handle yeah. those situations? Because whatever they say, you're a human being, mm. and this is what I noticed when I did the police show is that these police officers and the same as well, you're, you're seeing some sort of horrific things on mm. a daily basis. Uh, but at the same time, you're you're a human being. And so you have the same emotions as everybody else, and we kind of forget that, I think, within that yeah. you're not a superhero. So how do you kind of not get... I always forget that I guess a way- not a superhero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess a way to, like, put it this way is that when you start, like, at med school, you see something and be like, oh, my God, I'm so shocked in your first mm. year. And then over time... What was the first thing that you saw? You get desensitized your- Do you know what? I, was nearly, I nearly fainted when I saw someone having blood taken. I started my first day at med school, honestly. Really? Were you, were you not like, shit, maybe this I think, is... I, I bet all the dogs like, he's going to go far. What, what you say about the desensitization, though, is a good, like, I, I guess this is something that actually hit me and realised that you become a little bit desensitised or you learn to compartmentalise, yeah. maybe. Is that when you I was, basically become a psychopath. That's, <laughs> you just lose you, all empathy. You just got to... Well, I mean, I, I remember there was a... We had a cardiac arrest in recess one day. And I was t- that day I was teaching... At, uh, I think it was three third-year medical students. I'd met them for the first time that day. And we we ran the cardiac arrest and I said to them as we were doing it, do you want to take over doing some chest compressions? That's the first time they'd ever done it. Three of them, so they each were, um, you know, taking turns because you rotate as you're doing that. And eventually the decision was made to, to stop. It was futile. And um, then it was, the decision was made that I was going to go and speak to the family. So I said, right, we'll go and speak to the family. They're in the family room. Let's go and have the conversation. As we left the cubicle. Oh my God. As we left the cubicle. Jesus. I turned around to, to see where they were. They, were. they were following me and all three of them started crying. And there was a moment, it took me probably about, thir- no, no, probably like a few seconds that I actually looked at them and said, what? I thought in my head, like, why are they crying? And then I was like, oh. And that's when you realize, I just didn't see it. Because, you, because with, without realizing realize it, you, yeah. this is your, it, it's like mm. passing a rugby ball, kicking a football. Well, with, I mean, no, but I no. wouldn't make that yeah. kind of comparison. Uh, yeah, that's a weird comparison. But, you, you learn, but, it, but in yeah. a sense, you, you, yeah. you zone into the professionalism yeah. that, it, that this is an everyday occurrence within yeah. the job that you're doing. So you don't really yeah. take note mm. of it. The way some people have a, are skilled in other ways, mm. they don't think you know, mm. that's so skillful if you're playing a trumpet. Where you're a doctor, mm. that's what you experience every single day, that it doesn't sort of register within you. So you don't think trumpet? You know, that's not skillful. No, but what, you, what you're trying to say is that after a while it becomes... You, just um, le- you learn to control yeah, and... Yeah. It's funny because some things still throw you every now and then. I think whenever you get reminded of your mortality, like if I... For, for me, like I used to cycle to work and if I ever saw a cyclist that was hit by a bus or something, that would always... Mm. It always would get you a little bit because it's just awakening. It's just a little bit yeah. of like, oh, that's really close to home. Yeah, death is... is just around the corner. It does. Uh, it, can, it can certainly sharpen the mind. And 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 just because I think this is for you, Francis. S- sexual health, it, uh, all those sexual well, diseases. I, what? 
This is. I think you're projecting here. No, I'm not projecting anything. I just want to yeah. get into it. Because you, you still haven't got your results <laughs> I last week. I don't. Jamie, to chat. Jamie, yeah, text I, them I, Jamie I, gets te- te- tested one, uh, every couple of weeks. No, well, that's good. Get, if you are, then I'm proud of yeah. you. That's no, good. I have a wonderful girlfriend who, who I only. Oh, you uh, let her do the test and you just <laughs> learn that by. by <laughs> you're like, have you got. Is it, is it all clear or have I got something to work <laughs> No, but I think that, like. You know, people need to definitely, and again, we have a long list, a young listenership, and they should definitely be, you know, get tested. You no, know, but but being, using protection is so important, yeah. isn't it? For it's, sure, it's hugely important. I think that's one of the things that coming off the show. That's why I want to focus on sexual health because I think, you know, it can ruin your how life. Many, how many yeah. um, guys and girls use condoms? And how much stigma is there around? Only there, sailors like? use condoms. <laughs> is that the same? You've I, never used a condom. Have I you? have used a condom. When I have a posh wank, that's when I know I'm kidding. I don't. Obviously, when I have sex with... I thought you said you'd never used one. I did. I, 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 didn't, I didn't tend to... No, I would never... The problem that I had, and this is true, I would never <laughs> think about using a condom in this situation because I firstly think that when it's you... It's uncool. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting thing to, discussion to have because... No, it is. Why Because I, I think that, Kate, firstly, I think that, that I think that normally when I was having sex with someone, it would normally you're intoxicated because it's very rare to have sober, sober sex unless you're in a relationship, really. What? Yeah. Do you not think that? Do you, you don't have... Yeah. No, I, know, I do now, obviously. Now I turn off all the lights, I close all the windows, I literally, we don't look at each other when we get into bed. Uh, but when you're having... When you're out of a relationship and you're being promiscuous... So you can only have sex drunk? I think I think I I I don't think I would if I if I was going out and That's I was weird. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's Not that I would only I could only have sex drunk. I would probably most likely on most days have no, say, have yeah. sex when I was drunk because is that because you're drunk all the time? No, not because I'm drunk all the time. No, it's because you need some down days. No, because I would go to a nightclub or a bar or whatever it was, or go Jack, to Jack's a, bar in Chelsea. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Go there. Hey, he's no stranger to Jack. Fulham boy, Fulham boy. No. Um, I would probably pick up a girl or whatever. And, Obviously, and I would probably go, the probability <laughs> is high. And awesome. I would go home and I wouldn't think about using a, a condom because my cognitive thinking had gone up my brain because I was intoxicated. And therefore, I would then wake up the mo- next morning and I would have such anxiety about if I'd caught something, what it would be. All that. Would he ever want a condom? <laughs> he, he never wore a condom. It was fine. Um, but I was always worried about that. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realise is that it is pretty rife within our community, these things. Yeah, it's, it's so important because if you look at um, between 16 and 24-year-olds, if, if you test that cohort, one in 10 of them will come back positive the chlamydia that's one in I, ten one in ten one in ten one in ten and last year Shit, it's amazing that you've not got it more than i've n- i've never had chlamydia really never when was your last test i know that's too, that's too no long. you can that's ask sorry, me my last test was uh my last test was before as i was starting dating my girlfriend i had a test and that's 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 great yeah. that's kind of yeah. that's the kind of message well also you don't want to like go you, you you wouldn't want to start a relationship with someone having that that I, on your the, the worst I, I think I, I again because I, we've done some podcasts I forget if I've told the story or not so forgive me but you haven't heard it I remember I was sitting I was sitting around uh, a table we were in the in Val Desert, and I'd been partying there it was when I was about 20 years old and I'd been partying for about literally like a week straight because you were in this slope having the best time in the world and you know when you party for so long that you're, you sort of get that sort of layer on your tongue just you get that sort of unhealthy layer that just looks unhealthy you get like a white sort of like 
smudge on it that you're just sort of dehydrating things like that. Mm. And mine was sort of a, a, a sort of yellow colour, <laughs> a yellow colour. And we're sitting around this table of like 12 people, all my friends, and this girl was next to me. And I was kind of hooking up with this girl next to me. And I put my tongue out and they went, oh my God, you got this yellow tongue. And I went, oh, let's Google it. Let's Google it. And we Googled it. And the first thing that came up was... HIV. And so obviously I was then like, what? I was like, what the hell has happened here? And it's this honestly so terrifying that, you know, this sort of, the, 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 obviously I didn't have it, which was good, but the, you, you forget how like rife these things are within, in our community and, and people don't really think about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an issue that's definitely affecting us hugely at the moment. Like, yeah, if you think one in 10 of that age group, that's mm. really significant. And, Is and it people, really that much? I can't be one but, in 10. And then that's people, a... people go, well, well, chlamydia is easy to treat. You take a pill, right? It's, mm. e- it's, it's easy to treat. But the big concern about it is that, if, A, if you're not getting tested, which a lot of a lot of that age group aren't getting tested at the moment, and you're, say, giving to other people, you may well be giving someone a, a disease that can cause infertility. Yeah. It can give Yeah, no, it can, it can ruin their disease. life. Yeah. It can cause such, like, chronic issues. It's it's really, like, I think it's there's, there's something quite psychopathic about people who go around having sex with people without actually getting te- tested, because it's... I don't think it's a good example. And, and, I, and I didn't really think that last year's uh, Love Island really actually did uh, it did its duty in uh, making the point that people should be wearing protection as much as I think they they did a bit more in your um, series. I I do think it's so important and and it's and it's uh, yeah. There's something kind of nasty and sociopathic about people who don't right. And actually, people because I people, just can't people think it's are, one in ten people that is. And Polly, I mean, Polly, get tested. There's a, I'm just saying. Polly. Well, Polly, our editor. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know. Scared, get, there's the, 10 scared. of us in the room, pretty much. So one of us has it. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's definitely <laughs> you. It's probably Sarah. <laughs> she's the quiet one. Yeah, there's Sarah in the corner freaking one, out. We see you, Sarah, bloody, in the she's corner. She's uncomfortable over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running out. I just need to quickly Relax. go. But also, just quickly, I remember when I had my... Um, I had my first ever test. I was dating a girl, actually the girl that I cried about. And I was about 16 years old. And she, we actually never ended up having sex. But she said to me, I'm not going to have sex with you unless you get yourself tested. I mean, I'm 16 years old, which is kind of quite bright of her. Um, and I went to the doctor. So this must have been about, what, 40, 13 years ago. And I went to the doctor. I remember there was this like, this really like Jack the Lad in front of me who was like laughing and joking and, yeah, and all really loud. And he got take, went into the room first and he then went into the bathroom or whatever, and I went into the room, and you had to go and pee in a pot. So I went to the bathroom and pee in a pot. And the Jack the Lad came out the bathroom, and honestly, he had, he had the, ju- the juxtaposition to what he was before. He had then suddenly turned into this, like, quivering wreck. And I went to him, and there was, there was blood <laughs> in the loo, and I was like, oh, my God, what's this? And I went back in, he obviously had something, but went back in. And they used to do this swab within your... Urethra. Urethra, yeah. and it was the most... It basically looked like, to all of our listeners, it looked like a... Um, urethra. Umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> urethra. It looked like yeah. a... You're going to re- urethra. urethra this <laughs> eureka moment. Going, you're going to closing parties at urethra. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go for you? Did you have to have that? Or did you just pee in I, the pot? No, I peed in the pot and had the swab as well, which it was... So, so most for most people now, for most... For most men, so if you went in that situation, you had no symptoms and you're well and you're going for a checkup, you do the pee in the pot and a blood test, that's it. If you have symptoms, you may need to have a swab, but now it's only it's a tiny little thing and you touch the top. It hurts, man. It, doesn't, it hurts. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. Really I mean, whatever you so say. So you obviously had symptoms. Okay. No, I didn't have symptoms. It, just was a, it was a thorough check. That's oh, right. what they said to You're me. like, I insist on a... But, but also, just before we have question of the week, it was interesting that I heard recently, I'm reading this book, which is, uh, you've probably heard of it, it's about a doctor who has put all of his notes together. Yeah. And it's called, uh, the name of it, I can't quite remember. Yeah. yeah. It's called, this is going to hurt by who? It was, it was his... 
Adam Kay. Oh. Adam Kay. Do you represent him? Look at that. That is very good. I love that. Uh, I, have, I haven't read the book yet, but it's supposed to be. But a load of my friends have. And it's so that's because you just read it for any. What are these symptoms? You were reading the whole book. <laughs> yeah. Checking, yeah, yeah. I really should something go to the doctor. in here. There must be. What is this? So, shit, that's me. Actually, that's yeah, the yeah, This is it. But he said something so interesting that until 2012, when the laws got changed. Uh, when you got your your medical degree, when you be, were able to become your doctor's license, mm. you were then never checked for the rest of your life. Once you became a doctor, you were then never checked again whether you could remember anything or do anything or anything like that. But now those laws have changed, aren't they? You're checked. Do you mean in testing for blood tests? No, tests as in like you still you're, work you're, to scratch. You're, with you're, your, always, you're always doing exams. Like your consultants are still doing revalidation. But that only started in now, 2012, yeah. apparently. Is that, a, is that a lie? It's. I mean, as you progress throughout your career, even... Prior to then, you still have to do exams at each stage, which almost like prove that you've hit the next milestone. So mm. I'm not sure exactly what you mean. You might mean revalidating, but so certainly now, you, every year, you have to um, show evidence of appraisal, etc. So why, So uh, I have a question. Why do you think um, uh, nutrition doesn't play more of a role in your, or it doesn't factor mm. more in your training than it does? And I think I mean, this is a really good point. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real topical thing at yeah. the moment. And actually... Within your, I think a lot of it is within the medical degree. It's about disease. It's treating, yeah, treating, treating problems. Yeah. But actually, prevention is becoming more and more of, of an aspect within uh, you know undergraduate training. And of course, nutrition plays a huge part of that. We know that people's recovery times, your immune system, all these kind of different factors play. Uh, you know, nutrition contributes to that. So it's something that I really want to work on is trying to get that more embedded within actually not just medical school. It should be in your biology classes. Yeah, within yeah. school and actually uh, sexual health and mental health should be pushed much more within the mm. school environment and curriculum as well so i freaking love you I, i'm you. not even I, <laughs> I, i'm like obsessed with you polly i'm gonna steal that poster you have on you and put it on my wall you're, you you're, haven't actually got a poster have you yeah she does polly you, is our editor who's sitting does, in her and she does she, have does she have, a po- have, she has seen, a poster? have you seen the poster you've seen i, the poster, I have right? never seen the inside of her bedroom oh. so i i so i wouldn't know wow. but would you, i okay. haven't that's true have you? No, no 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 one has yeah, we Why met, going, we met yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Red. Give me a couple days. You're making it go red. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But listen, uh, Alex. Do you, know, do you know when you go red, when you blush, your stomach also blushes? Hey, sweet fact. Um, right, let's have question of the week. <laughs> that was a little uh, bonus fact for you. <laughs> you had that one waiting, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So you just had that ready. Just, to, just there. Do you know why uh, flamingos are pink? Yeah, because of the uh, krill that they eat. Yeah, that is true. Uh, do you know, uh, did you know that... Um, that uh, um, why there's grooves on a coin. Do you know why they have little grooves on the coin? Well, it's an attraction. No, no, no. They have historically. They obviously would chip away bits of the coin to debase it. Yeah. To to make other coins. Yeah, yeah. they would. And that's what How they do. You know that? In respect, because we're geniuses. You want to hear another one? All you right? pass them a notes under the table. Do you know why? Do you know why Esso is called the the petrol is called Esso? Because the guy couldn't spell. Yeah, because he he couldn't spell. He wrote on the barrows. Um, he went and told his little minion said, "Can you go and write, write on our barrows of oil Esso for standard oil?" And he went, "Okay," and wrote Esso E W S O. That makes me feel much better when I can't spell on Instagram. Yeah. There's big companies out there that are doing the same, so it's fine. Anyway, we digress. Francis, let's have question of the week. Okay, maybe a medical one about life. What well, maybe or is it going to be? Is it going to be? It might be. Well, it's kind of medical. <laughs> okay. At uh, what stage, what, 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 what age does a, can a human fetus uh, uh, scowl and squint and smile basically use it like make facial expressions oh okay i think i know this it's with, it's within the first so i would say i want to say before before you set because you're you're the doctor so i'm going to give it a guess so when they can make movements and things like, i reckon it's i reckon i'd say 18 weeks 
It's a, bit, it's a little bit, little bit early. You'd expect. No, 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 no. With my training, I definitely think that it's eight, about eighteen late, weeks. It'd be late. It's hard to say actually. It'd be late twenty weeks. I'd, I'd, mm. I'd guess some some obstetric consultant would be like, oh, we're very wrong. But it would be later on than that, slightly. It's early. It's within the first first kind of four five months, I guess. Maybe slightly, slightly mm. later than that. Four five months. So they so they can they can actually express emotion with their face at this point. Well, it's move. It's, they can form movements yeah. quite early on because the heart. Well, obviously they're not feet. scowling like yeah. giving yeah. death stares, but like they can <laughs> yeah, yeah. they can make the scowl God, facial expression yeah. uncomfy. Or, or the heart, they can the heart squint. Starts beating yeah. very very early on, mm. and they they obviously their development of the rest of their fingers and their toes. And and they get their fingerprints when. Don't know. This is a double question. This is, this is a hard question. <laughs> okay, they get their super, fingerprints. So they, Google it on that so they have to be identifiable by then. So when, do they, when do they get their fingerprints? So prints? how long is it? It's, it's nine months when you have a baby, which is how many weeks? It's, it's, it's a lot of weeks. How many weeks? 40 is, weeks. 40, 40 weeks. Around so there. I th- reckon... Th- generally 38 to 40 weeks. So 38 weeks. So I reckon you get fingerprints at about 32 weeks. Okay, wait. So, so let's lock in our answers. So in terms of facial features, Alex, you're going for... No, no, not facial features. Facial expressions. Expressions. You're going for 20 weeks. I'm going to say 20 weeks. I'm saying 18. Fingerprints you're going for? I'm going to say 24 weeks. 24. I'm going to say 32. Do you know what? It's so so interesting speaking because, again, again, you are definitely a doctor because you think before you speak. Which I think yeah. doctors do. <laughs> no, do what that. I'm really doing is trying to rack back to like second year med school where yeah. they actually taught us all this. Stuff. No, but you just you, you're Jamie you, never <gasps> thinks before yeah. he speaks. Don't think, just say. You're, you're more of a gambling man. Then is that what? Is that gambling? Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a real big gambling problem. So. Did you actually? <laughs> no, not really. Well, I had I had a little at university. I did every day. I is a a gamble. Gamble. Do you do you want to hear a completely true story? I don't think I've ever said this. This is actually terrible. And my dad, if he listens to this, is going to freaking kill me. Uh, but he doesn't. Um, so I used to play a lot of poker at university, and my dad brought me a Breitling watch for my 21st birthday, a really smart Breitling watch. And I uh, used to gamble a lot on poker for some reason when I was at Leeds, and I, I got into a bit of debt. So I went and sold my Breitling birthday present watch to a pawnbroker. Oh. Oh, to make, yeah, how terrible is that? That's bad. Also, because a pawnbroker wouldn't have paid you very much. Nothing at all, but, yeah. I, but I just did it. I mean, it was, I, till this day, I still regret it. You need to buy another yeah. one. So but I'm over it, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally over it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel really... Oh, God. Yeah, I feel really... Well, he knows now. He'll find out. Someone, if he, Even if he doesn't listen to it, someone will tell him. Yeah, I'm going to uh, tell him. So, you listen, anyone I'm who... T- I'm going to tell him. Anyone who knows my dad, just don't, don't, don't mention, don't that mention it. Leave that out. Yeah. Leave that little information behind. Uh, right, uh, we are going to come back in part two. We still have Dr. Alex. we still got Francis Dari, and we're going to have the answer to the question oh, wait, of the week. Wait, where was your diary? It got lost in translation. See you in part two. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365 day returns.